Welcome to this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne. It is Tuesday night. That means we are breaking down everything you need to know for Wednesday, August the 4th, and the 11 game featured slate that gets going just past 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We are also going to talk about some best bets on the DraftKings Sportsbook, but before we get into any of that, let's discuss some prize picks. First, head on over to prizepicks.com, use the promo code MMNMLB, and have your first deposit matched up to $100. So after you've done that, maybe you'll partake in my two favorite plays for Wednesday's slate. Let's start with Fran Mill Reyes of Cleveland going up against Steven Matz of the Blue Jays. So this number is six and a half. Just seemed a little low. Fran Mill Reyes, first and foremost, has been on absolute fire since the beginning of July. He actually had nine home runs in the month. And for his career, he's been really, really good against left-handed pitching. He's got an 877 OPS and a 133 WRC plus against Southpaws. Mats has also been really struggling since coming off the COVID IL. His past five starts, he has a 5.66 ERA and just a 17% strikeout rate. You do not want to let Fran Mill Reyes make contact. It tends to be very good contact. So I will take Reyes over six and a half. I will also take the over on Rafael Devers against Casey Mize and the Detroit Tigers. Again, this number seems a little low. It's just seven and a half for an all-star in Rafael Devers, someone who has punished right-handed pitching all season long, and he's super hot in the second half of the season. Since the all-star break, coming into Tuesday, Devers had a 199 WRC+. So he's really feeling himself right now in the batter's box. And Mize, while he's had a good rookie season, any negative... Any negative he has had in 2021 has been because of a left-handed batter. Mize is actually giving up 2.16 home runs per nine to LHBs so far this season. So, Rafael Devers over 7.5 fantasy points. Fran Mill Reyes over 6.5 fantasy points on prize picks. Okay, let's get to this 11-game slate. It is definitely one that makes you question the pricing algorithm when you are looking at the top of this pitching list. I mean, look, there are some good names here. Uh, I think that Kevin Gosman, for instance, is in a pretty nice bounce-back spot going up against the Arizona Diamondbacks. His last three starts have not been good. I also like Shohei Otani. He's $9,500. And believe me, this is about more than matchup, but as we've kind of said time and time again on these videos, if you have a pulse you can be viable against the Texas Rangers. They have been pitiful coming out of the All-Star break. They have just a 52 WRC plus and a 244 WOBA in that span of time. They are also pretty inclined to the strikeout, which is great for Shohei Otani, who has been fantastic his past three starts. He's got a 1.35 ERA, a 2.41 FIP, and a 17 to 1 strikeout to walk ratio in that span of time. That was really the only knock on Otani at the start of the season was the walks were piling up just a little bit. That has not been an issue his past three starts. Really, his past seven starts, aside from the one bad inning against the New York Yankees, have been immaculate. So I think Otani, you can't question his pedigree as a pitcher at this point. Really, the only thing you could point to is the fact that he has a pretty bad ERA on the road 
so far this season. But when you look underneath that 5-plus ERA, he actually has a better FIP on the road than he does at home. His FIP on the road is just 3.09. He just happens to have a 60% strand rate on the road compared to like a 90% strand rate when he's pitching in Los Angeles. So I like Shohei Otani, obviously. I like anybody against the Texas Rangers at this point. But Max Scherzer, that's really the name that we have to talk about. Max Scherzer is $9,100. How does that happen? I was kind of going down the list here, pitcher by pitcher, taking some notes. I almost did like a spit take when I saw Max Scherzer was this cheap. He should never be this cheap. In fact, he never has been this cheap in 2021. He has been over $10,000, closer to $11,000, I should say. Over $10,000 in 12 of his last 13 starts. I have no idea why he is hovering around the $9,000 mark. I understand Houston is not just a very good offensive team. They are a very good offensive team that does not strike out. But Max Scherzer, going back to the beginning of May, 2.67 ERA and a 35% strikeout rate. Not a small sample either. 81 innings, 14 starts. Max Scherzer, really, really good. I don't care who he's going up against. He's viable, especially if you're going to give me a discount on Max Scherzer like you're getting on Wednesday. Uh, Moving out of the $9,000 range, uh, let's talk about John Gray before we move to some bats. John Gray, $7,200 on Wednesday's slate. Yes, he's pitching in Colorado. However, John Gray has been fantastic in Colorado so far in 2021. 57 and a third innings pitched. He's got a 3.14 ERA, and he's holding opponents to a 261 Woba in the altitude. That is incredible stuff. Uh, John Gray has also been very good recently. Uh, In the month of July, five starts, six starts actually, uh, 2.97 ERA, 30 strikeouts in 30 and a third innings pitched. So hard to find a knock right now with John Gray. Pitching really well in his past five, six starts, pitching really well when he's pitching in Colorado. And the Cubs, I mean, that's just a decimated lineup. That's a decimated roster. You look at who the Cubs put into their lineup on Tuesday. Now, that was against a left-handed pitcher, so things are going to be a little bit different against the righty, but it's not like they have great platoon bats anyway. They had David Bote in his 71 WRC+, plus hitting third. They had Ian Happ in his 72 WRC+, plus hitting fifth. They had household name Frank Schwindel hitting sixth. He had one plate appearance for the Cubs prior to getting sixth spot in the lineup on Tuesday night. It's crazy the depths that they have to go after trading every good player on their team not named Wilson Contreras. So it's just a good matchup, even if it does happen to be taking place in Colorado. And it doesn't matter that it's taking place in Colorado because John Gray's been really good pitching in Colorado anyway. Uh, Speaking of splits, let's talk about the top stacking option on Wednesday's slate. And I don't think it's going to surprise anybody that that's the Toronto Blue Jays. But it is a little interesting. It's at least worth noting that J.C. Mejia, despite all the struggles he's had so far this season, it's mostly been a problem with left-handed batters, and the Jays don't have a lot of left-handed batters. They're mostly right-handed batters. And Mejia has a 30% strikeout rate against right-handed hitters so far this season. So he does have the potential to maybe exceed expectations in this start, but we're also just talking about someone who had a 10.55 ERA in the month of July, gave up a 626 slugging percentage, and 3.38 home runs per nine. So 
I'm just going to bank on the fact that he's not good and that the Jays' right-handed hitters are great, which they are. They have four All-Stars and George Springer at the top of that lineup, and Springer is coming off winning American League Player of the Week two days ago. So very talented right-handed bat should probably still take advantage of a struggling J.C. Mejia. However, you might want to use the very few left-handed bats you have the opportunity to use for Toronto in creative ways. Like instead of maybe stacking one, two, three in the Blue Jays order, not just because everyone will do that, but because, you know, it's ridiculously expensive. Guerrero's 6-3, Bichette's 6,000, Springer's 5-6. Maybe you go 9-1-2 and use someone like Reese McGuire in your Jays stack because McGuire actually has some pretty good numbers against right-handed pitching so far this season. One, he's a left-handed bat, as mentioned, but coming into Tuesday, 309 batting average and a 111 WRC plus against righties. And those numbers are actually going to be a little bit better by the time you wake up because he had two hits against righties on Tuesday. So Reese McGuire is a nice like punt option at catcher, $3,300. Corey Dickerson could also be a really fun name on Wednesday's slate. I know. How long has it been since you thought about Corey Dickerson? Well, he's $3,400, just came off the IL on Tuesday, is left-handed, has had a lot of success against right-handed pitching throughout his career, and in his first appearance for the Blue Jays, he hit sixth, which, not amazing, but still a pretty high-leverage lineup spot for someone with his pedigree, and again, his price tag, just $3,400. So maybe you do something where you stack Bichette in the cleanup spot, Teoscar Hernandez in the five spot, and then Corey Dickerson in the six spot, and that really helps alleviate some of the concerns with the overwhelming salaries of the Toronto Blue Jays. Either way, get some exposure to the Blue Jays. They're going to score a lot of runs on Wednesday. Okay, before we get out of here, let's talk about some best bets over on the DraftKings Sportsbook, and I want to start with an afternoon game, so make sure to get these bets in early. This one starts at 1 p.m. Eastern time. It is Tampa Bay going up against Seattle. It is Josh Fleming against Logan Gilbert. Now, generally speaking, I would side with Logan Gilbert in that particular matchup. However, Fleming, like a lot of Tampa Bay Rays, has amazing numbers when pitching at Tropicana so far this season. He actually has a 2.23 ERA, a two or 3.29 FIP, and opponents have just a 228 Woba off of Fleming in a relatively large sample size. We're talking about 50 innings of work here for the lefty. So Fleming's been amazing when pitching at home. And in general, the Rays just win games when they're playing in Tampa. This stat is incredible. In Tampa's last 117 home games, they have won 80 of those home games. That is 68.4%. They are basically winning 70% of their home games going back towards the end of 2019. That's incredible. They just don't lose at home. So banking on the Rays to win, generally a pretty... It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bet where you're going to prosper more often than not. So Rays money line minus 155. I will take a chance with that. The other bet that I like is actually going to be a bet that we tried on Tuesday, and it was successful. Uh, let's go with Braves' money line at minus 115. I am shocked this number is not higher. I, it's crazy it hasn't been inflated at this point. You've got not a great pitcher in Drew Smiley, 
going up against Jay Happ. And man, I don't know what the Cardinals were doing at the deadline. Trading for Jay Happ, why? What purpose could that possibly serve? Happ, in his last three starts, has given up 20 earned runs. Nine earned runs in his last start for the Twins. And they were able to trade him for something. That is crazy. Anyway, I think the point I wanted to make here, not only should you always bet against Jay Happ, Drew Smiley. Drew Smiley was a name we talked about a lot back in April and May as someone to stack against. However, Smiley has been much better in the past two months. His last eight starts, 2.63 ERA, 3.25 FIP. He's only giving up 0.7 home runs per nine. And you'll remember that number was up over three early on in the season. So he's really settled down. He started to find his old groove. He's not incredible, but he's serviceable. And that is not something I can say for Jay Happ. St. Louis also can't hit left-handed pitching. That's one of the reasons Max Fried was so tantalizing on Tuesday's slate. Anyway, the Braves are going to win this game. Braves money line minus 115. Rays money line minus 155. And that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne, and I will catch you guys next time.